You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip-Off, the NBA podcast that has won 25 of the last 26 games at the spread. Suck it, Jazz. It's been wild. That has been crazy to see how there's the Jazz and the Cavs are just saying, fuck you to the, <laughs> to the right. spread, right? Right. Well, the Cavs are the absolute worst team at the spread. But, of course, as soon as I picked up on that trend and started betting, uh, betting on the, uh, on them to lose. They um, won two in a row now? They won, they, got, they won three in a row now. Thank you very much. <laughs> All three of them, they were prohibitive underdogs. God damn it. <laughs> Which is kind of, you know, I mean, they've Drummond's not playing. Obviously, you have Jared Allen, though, but Nance is still out. Kevin Love hasn't come back to play yet. It's uh, I, I don't it's, know how they're doing it. It's a lot of questions. They beat the Sixers, they beat the Sixers last night. Now, the Sixers <laughs> didn't have Tobias Harris, but you shouldn't need Tobias Harris if you have Simmons and Bede to beat the Cavs. I mean, but I apparently. tell you what, Dylan Windler coming off the bench was pretty clutch. He hit five for five on his threes, which is... Was that last night's game? I thought that was... I thought um, that was against the Sixers, right? Did we play the Sixers two in a row? Uh, do not know. But uh, regardless, he had a good game. Uh, maybe a couple games passed, but he's been. We went Haw- Hawks, Rockets. It was probably against the uh, 76ers, scoring 112 points in all three games. That's neat. Oh. Well, look at him go. <laughs> look at them go. Still miles out of contention at this point. Let's say Miles. Well, from last cast, we were talking about the questions with the Cavs. We're like, all right, what are they going to do with Drummond? We know what they're doing with Drummond. They're going to try to shop him. What is their identity was another one. I was like, okay, what kind of a team do they want to be? And we said that they want to be available for opportunity. So I think they're kind of still playing around with what they've got. Some players are out. Some players are on some interesting contracts. So they're still like, oh, we could maybe not play them. Kevin Love looking at you. Yeah. Um, is, is, Kevin, is Kevin Love healthy he's, he started, choosing to not play? He started practicing last week. I don't, I I don't, I don't think don't. he's rushed anything. He's no. Just, no. Yeah, when it heals, it heals. Yeah. Yeah. He's serious. Making, making $30 million. $30 million casually. The Cavs are like, we know you're, well, we're going to – if mean, somebody does, calls, we'll, we'll answer. But does it hurt for the Cavs to be – Bad. Like so, no, the, the, no, right, so, no. so you've got the two young guards. You've got a core who could be your three. Yeah, you have Allen. What if you are bad, get the number one lottery pick, and then you can draft Kate Cunningham to be your four or whoever you see is like the best power forward in the draft? Because you clearly have guards, you clearly have a center. So at this point, you're looking for a small forward. You're looking for your small forward and power forwards. Just a little. Kate bit Cunningham of just dropped forty. Just yeah, a right. little bit of patience go a long way. If you're able right. to hold out just a little longer, trust the process. I, I also, you know, the you can argue about how it turned out for them, but I think the Sixers proved it right, which is do not care about what you have. Right. Take best available and make it work. And you know, they took three centers in a row, right? But yeah, you know the. One of them was Joel Embiid, who is debatably an MVP this year, so it looked like it worked. I, 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 when you have a top, top tier pick, if you're, you know, end of the lottery, I think that's where you start thinking about fit, right? But if you have a top tier pick, take the best talent available and make it work. That's a possible. So I, I agree with that, but they also didn't necessarily do that this year with Isaac Okoro. They needed, he, he was definitely a good defensive player, which is what they needed, but best player available, I would have argued Tyrese Halliburton at that point. I don't know. I don't know. Which we didn't need another shooting that. guard. Well, I also don't know if they knew that, right? I think, 
you know, there's a lot of hype surrounding him, but there was also a lot of uh, mystery about his inability to do anything with his right hand. Right? He's entirely left hand dominant, which, you know, so is a kid from Akron. But uh, <laughs> it's it's still working out for him. He's, right, he's doing but, really good. Uh, you know, it, it's easy to look back in hindsight and see who best player available was, but I don't. I but you look at the comps. I do believe that they thought that uh, Akora was the best available, and I think I, you know, I think he is uh, safer. I think he's more safe too. It's a safer pick, I'll agree. But I, I the point I'm trying to make is I don't think they picked the best overall player. But I think even on it. paper it would have been Halliburton, but they went with a smarter decision that's a little bit safer of somebody who has a good definable quality that you don't really need them to be that score that they, they, they picked a safe pick, yeah. which is true. But, but I mean, even so this draft wasn't touted as a bunch of, you know, potential all-stars. It, is, it was more like, okay, you've got a bunch of solid role players who might be more safe picks mm-hmm. rather than, straight up unbelievable talent or boomer bust talent, you know, because no one was like talking about how Anthony Edwards is going to be. No one was talking about Edwards or Wiseman or Melo Ball. Like they were talking about Zion. No, no. And no one's talking about them. Like they're talking about Kate Cunningham and Mobley and Green and all the guys this upcoming draft. Because, I mean, if you look at after Okoro, it went Okongwu, Hayes, Toppin, Advia, Smith, Vassell, Halliburton were the next picks up. Right. I mean, you got, I think it was, you know, I don't hate it. I mean. No, I agree. I think it was a good pick and it worked with what the Cavs needed at the time. It was just not the the mentality of best player available. You pick the best player available regardless of position, yeah. I think. And you could. Any one of those teams before could have picked Halberton, but they didn't. Which, and you could argue Sadiq Bey has been better than Okoru. Yeah. And he's he was picked 19, so... Yeah. But again, quickly has been better than most of the point guards drafted <laughs> ahead of him. And he's coming off the bench. Like, you just don't know. Right. You just don't know. And that's, that's the thing with the draft. It's all an unknown. You see their tape from high school and college and prep school and whatnot, but you just don't know. You no. never know. You don't even know if that's, that's why it's always right a, That's why it's always a risk to trade for draft picks. Because you just don't know. Plus, with the NBA, you don't know what kind of trade kickers or swap picks or if, like, Minnesota's pick. If that falls outside the top three, I think the Golden State Warriors get it. Which or something is like that. Huge. Which so is, it's like you just don't know. Like, these picks, yeah, they're yours now, but they might not be yours. They could fall 10 spots. So Who is, knows? Is that left over the Andrew Wiggins trade that the, it's a top three protected first rounder of next year? I believe so. And it is one of those – it's the – yeah, no, it's top three. You're right. Um, what was I going to say? The uh, – if – a lot of people are asking about their coaching change right now. They're like, why would you do this? Why would you go ahead and do it? I think it makes perfect sense. You literally are trading out a coach who you know you don't want to be the future of your franchise for somebody who you're like, okay, let's start them early. We know this season's a wash, but we want to get their bad habits out. And if they're bad, that's fine. We, we want to maintain – I think the, right the worry is, though, is that you bring a new coach in, he changes things up, the team starts playing better, and now you lose that draft. Because the Timberwolves are so far gone at this point, there's really not a conceivable way they make the playoffs. So then that's so, perfect so what, timing, right? Is it, though? Because what if all of a sudden you bring in the new coach and he starts doing well, but you're not going to make the playoffs, and all you have, if you move from 
15 to 13 or or even to, to 11, all you've done is lose draft pick. Right. A, a top three draft pick. Now, granted, there's a four, there's like a 57% chance that you don't get that pick anyway. But now you've completely taken yourself out of the running for a top three pick on a class that people are saying is a highly talented draft class. So uh, I get like the guys crappy when I'm out of there, but if they start, they get hot and start playing well and lose the draft pick, I, I, is it really I, worth that change of coach? Why, why now? Why well, not wait well, until well, the end of the season? Because then you have a full year of bad habits built up instead of half a year for players like Edward. They're playing already with bad habits, which is going to yield bad wins. Also, a lot of losses. Now, when you're going into a new coach who can try to unteach him some of those bad habits, he's trying to embed some different ideologies about how to play. He's, they're going to make good decisions, and whether that yields in a win or a loss, at least they're making good habit plays. So if next season comes up, they're now in a better position. Hopefully that they can land in that draft position. Like you said, you just don't know. You At the best chance, you're only going to have, what, like a 40 to a It's 50. like a 43% chance. Yeah, of like it a 43% being like top chance three. that you get a top three pick, which they did last year, so it is possible. But I, I think you got to just try to build good habits because you you don't know what kind of, what the draft's going to yield. So you can't be betting on that necessarily. You've got to be betting on your your future guys. How does how does the um, like what if they end up with a top three pick? How does what what are they? What's the compensation yeah, for the, the Warriors? Compensation the Warriors. I, I I never know that. Does it get deferred or it, it will, is it you, just, know, you, you, you escape one, without having to give away a pick? <laughs> each, each, no, each one's different. It's yeah, got, it's got to defer to something, but like. Sometimes they'll defer to uh, top th- uh, just same thing next year, right? Just keep on going down the road, and then uh, after like three, it'll just say okay, a second, right? Yeah, that'd be. I know the, the NBA is different with the draft all this stuff, just because they have the lottery. Like no other right. team has, like or no other league has a lottery draft for the top. Was it third, twelve picks, fourteen? Does the NHL? The NHL does. Do they? Yeah. I don't. For the NBA. But the trades don't happen near as much in the NHL. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he says the NHL is very old school. You get drafted to a team, you stick with the team. Like, it's very old school, and it's almost like this thing in the NBA where players request out. It's, like, frowned upon in the NHL. Like, for the Blue Jackets, they're um, uh, Luke Dubois, who they just traded to, who was unhappy and wanted out and was not being – not, like – putting an effort during games when it out. And like in the NBA, we see that all the time, but that is just so frowned upon in NHL where it's like now, like blue guts want to get rid of him, but our team's going to want to take him regardless of the talent because of his attitude. Like it's completely different in the NBA. Yes. It's so much different in the NBA. And he's like, yeah, no, that's like, it's a no, no in the NHL to request a trade from a team. It's it's old school. The NBA is one of those leagues that, NBA is the most have, proactive uh, league. Yeah, they have a lot of the power, a lot right. of the, yeah. the, the and that, control. That, that's also a relatively new movement, right? It, yeah. It, it was a big deal that Kevin Garnett left Minnesota. Like that, whereas nowadays, superstars leave. It, it's, Vince Carter? Right. Oh, my goodness. LeBron <laughs> James? It, not, nowadays, if you had a player as good as Kevin Garnett on a team that did as little as Minnesota did to keep him, and he left, everyone would praise him for yeah uh, for, but at the time it was a big deal that he left everyone mm-hmm. left a bad uh feeling in Minnesota's mouth but yeah it's the league we live in <laughs> this league I, man I, this I league. like it everyone rain chasing it's certainly you could i get it kind of 
I don't think it takes away from the parity of the league because look how many teams are good and have multiple superstars. And then it also keeps your free agency like in constant flux. Like who knows what this roster is going to like next year? What superstar pairing are we going to see every season that we haven't seen? As you said, like we, I think not gone, but the days where like you've got the three, these three superstars on a team for seven, eight years, like the, the Spurs kind of where you just got these, this core of really good players Mm -hmm. You know, who are there for eight plus years. You know, you're not going to see that as much because different superstars are going to bounce around. There's a lot more egos and a lot more money in the NBA Ooh. too. And I think building a team with staying within the cap limit or within an owner's agreeable, like I'm okay to spend this amount of money, I think that plays a big factor in it as well. So it's it's definitely. A very when it comes down to it, I guess it's all about the owner. Is like how much are you willing to spend to get a championship? Because you can go deep into the luxury tax if you're willing to front that money. Right. So obviously you have the luxury, uh, you have the cap, but it's like if you've got if if you've got so much money and you're just so invested in your in your NBA team, then you might be more willing to go into that go into the luxury tax than other teams. I was just looking at who's a free agent this next year because we're talking about all, all this movement. It feels like every year for the last five years, there's been a league-changing move in the offseason. So, like, this one, it was – I guess it wasn't the offseason, but the Harden trade mm-hmm. was huge. Or the, how, even, the Col- the Chris, even the Chris Paul trade was pretty big. And right? then you have both the Kawhi and pa- Kawhi's moves, right. the trade, and then the move to L.A. with Paul George, Anthony right. Davis trade, and – Stars so, requesting out. I mean, there's been a lot of movement, a lot of like big name so trades. In free agency next year, we have uh, Kawhi, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Victor Oladipo, Drew Holiday, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kawhi Leonard's up? Yep. Oh, yeah, in this offseason. That's right. And so, you know, Kawhi and Chris Paul, really more so Kawhi, but like I will mention Chris Paul because he joined the right team. Like he didn't. I, I hope he stays with Phoenix, but. He gets put on a team with talent, and they, that's a good team now, right? right. <laughs> uh, could this be the season where, like, nothing really big happens? If, if, is Kawhi going to stay at the Clippers, and is Chris Paul going to stay uh, in Phoenix? You know, there'll, there'll be a little bit of movement, right? But, you know, John Collins is a free agent. I don't think John Collins moves the championship needle, right? Well, I think it's going to be how, if the Clippers can't succeed, for, for instance, the Clippers can't succeed with who they have. They know, or at least Kawhi even has come out and said, they need a good, uh, an upgrade at point guard. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to restructure the team, at least at some variation, maybe maybe even before the trade deadline, maybe to try to sign a Kyle Lowry. Or if they can't get it done, that this offseason, I think Kawhi needs to see something happen or a change happen, that player gets signed before he makes his decision. Um, but it... it, it Makes me wonder so much with the Giannis signing that contract right. before the season. That's before you mind blowing. It me. makes me think what he's not. He's so short sighted because yeah, they, they made moves now, and, and now they own you. Yeah, like you're you're there, man. You're there for a while. Right, and you know, oftentimes it, it's been said before. Oftentimes, foreign players do not like moving around, right? Because yeah. it's it's hard enough to live in another country, right? And so. I'm sure he's familiar with Milwaukee. He likes Milwaukee, and that works for him. Yeah. But, you know, it's... <clears throat> so Kawhi's got a player option. Right. $36 million. So did the Hornets buy out all of Batum's deal? Uh, I think they may have stretched it. 
because right now they've got thirty million in Batum on their on their cat on their their roster the space. Yeah, spread over two. The the, the Clippers do. I, just one. It's this year. Next year it's done. Million? He's making thirty million. It Nicholas Batum. Oh, it's a, yeah, maybe that. So that was his initial initial deal with the Hornets. Was he was going to make thirty million this year at the end of this year? Oh my god, that's what. Uh, the, was on a <laughs> yeah, that's what's on Basketball Reference. Now he's guaranteed from the Clippers only two million. So the, I think the Hornets might have bought just ate that ate that money. But so Kawhi's got a player option. What I don't know how much. Uh, so the cap I think is one hundred nine mil. One hundred nine. Yeah. Next year, assuming Kawhi takes his player option, they're going to be at 140. So here's what he could do: he could decline, try to renegotiate after seeing the moves that they make. And if I'm his agent, Kawhi's agent, I'd say, "Hey, before we make any moves, what are you guys going to do? What, what are you doing? This is all assuming that it doesn't work out in the off season. Because assuming they go home, they they, yeah. they lose. What? But if it succeeds, I could easily see them being like, "Yeah, this is just." But so here's my question: Is do they need to win this year to keep Kawhi? I think they need to make it out of the second round of the playoffs. I think they need to show a reasonable effort, maybe even in the conference finals. I think they'd want to make the trip to the finals at the very least, whether right. they win it or not. But and, and you know, I, I, I'm saying Kawhi. I'm going to go ahead and say Kawhi or Paul George, right? I could see. Them. I think Paul still has one more year, right? Right. I could see that Paul George or Chris Paul. Paul George. Paul George, he's on a guy. He's on until twenty twenty. He's got a player option in twenty twenty four, but right. he's guaranteed. Well, I, I can see Kawhi basically saying, "If you want me, you're trading him for whatever you can get for him, and we're rebuilding that way." Yeah, right. Because he doesn't have. Because Paul George does not have a no trade clause, which I believe Kawhi does. But but what what could you get for Paul George? Like, how could you get enough to? I mean, they already traded seven picks for him, right. so that gives him some value. Yeah, but you don't. You, but you're not gonna. The Clippers. You're not gonna. You're, you're, not, you're not gonna say Kawhi Leonard. Okay, we're gonna get picks back. Kawhi's not gonna wait right. five years for those picks to develop um, and come in. He you, he needs players. And what team could you trade Paul George to that you could get enough players Cavaliers. back? Cavaliers. Um. <laughs> not enough to make up the gap that you lose with Paul George, unless you were able to also sign another name. Let's say you, let's say he says, "I want Paul George gone for A, B, and C," and let's say you somehow get Chris Paul on a reasonable deal. Okay, well, there's your point guard. Then, you know, do, do you say, "Hey, Wizards, here's Paul George. We'll take Bradley Beal and Bertans, maybe, or and and just or in Hachimura uh, or something like I, that." I, I don't, I don't think. Feel for I think the Wizards say no to that. But um, what <laughs> reunite Russ and Paul George? I mean, <laughs> what, what 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 if would you? Who says no to this? Paul George for Clay and Draymond. I don't know if the Warriors are willing to part with Clay Thompson now. Right. Just because of what he's meant to that franchise, the, I think they right. might be willing to part with Draymond Green. But the the. The only reason I say is it's Paul. It's Paul George. There are very few players I think that they would even think about trading uh, Clay Thompson for, and Paul George is on that list because Paul George is still real, what, a top fifteen talent, right? Top top twenty. Yeah. Top twenty. Yeah. Uh, uh, fifteen. The way he's playing this year. Right. 
uh, you know, his lack of playoff uh, uh, performance, which, you know, he's not even that bad in the playoffs. It's just he talks so much shit about how good he is in the playoffs and has not showed up that if he were just not say shit. Yeah, again, he's, we would, we'd, he's, we'd he's, he, again he's made it to a conference finals once. And I was right. with Indiana. Yeah. Indiana with, what was that, like, George, George Hill. Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert. Jeff Teague. Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Here we go. Here we go. You traded Paul George for DeMontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. The Pacers want him back. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, not a bad one to punch. Uh, I, I feel like there's a deal you can make with Denver. Right? Denver, every time I listen to another NBA podcast, they're always talking about like what, like what, trading Michael Porter Jr. Like, Is that something that Denver is interested in? Do they want to? The do, media do they wants want, that to happen. The media wants Michael like, Porter Jr. He, out of Denver. And he, I, think I mean, he hilarious. has shown flashes where he can be a great player. And everyone's like, what, what if they trade? Like, the number one I hear is, okay, what if they trade Michael Porter Jr. and all these other guys and some picks for Bradley? It's always for Bradley Beal. I feel like it's Bradley Beal and Michael Porter Jr. So. What, what about uh, or how about what about uh, OJ OJ and LB, uh Steady Freddy and Chris Boucher for for Paul George? Uh, you could resign Lowry then, yeah, because that's a lot of. Would you want to though? They got Steady Freddy. Well, not in this scenario. I know, but why <laughs> you want to give up Steady Freddy to hold on to Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry and Paul George and Kyle Lowry is statistically better than Steady Freddy still Steady Freddy's just younger and can do it for a while and then you still ha- you have Siakam there you can almost play small ball five right put Siakam up, put Siakam at the five Paul George plays your uh, becomes your three try to resign Andre or try to sign Andre Drummond at a cheap contract when he goes up to be done trade I wonder um, how much or uh, or why don't you go to John Collins and really commit to small mm-hmm. ball if I mean I, John Collins, he's a great offensive player. His, the knock right. is his defense. If he could just become adequate at defense, right. he'd get the contract he's looking for. But people just hate his defense. I mean, he's clearly he's got that on offense. He's open. He's expanded his game to the three point line. He's clearly a great lob threat. I think he fits well with Atlanta if you can play defense. Because if if you can play even a little bit of defense, and then you have Capella, who is the only defense right. on the Hawks with. Right. Um, DeAndre Straight Hunter out. Me? Yeah, with Hunter out, he is the defense. Right. And I, they, I mean, that's another team that I think could possibly be in trade. Like, look at all just the, they have so many bodies. Yeah, Hunter and Reddish and Bogdan, Bogdanovich has gotten injured, but he was coming off the bench. Right. Like that, he could be starting yeah, almost Gal- anywhere. Gallinari. Yeah, and he's coming out. Like, there's a lot of bodies in Atlanta, and it's, Kind of a, a wonder why 50, they're so bad. Galinari is currently shooting fifty-one percent on uh, top of the key threes. Yeah. He's Did you see the one he took from the logo? Yeah. Because fuck, fuck, why not? Right. The Hawks, I think, need some time. They're just they need to come back from injury. I They've also, got a lot of firepower. They're young. I also think that they're young, which they're really Trey, young. Trey, Trey Young needs to figure himself out. Right, he's, that, he has definitely he, shown his age. Yeah, no, no, and I'm, I don't, I, I don't think he's a bad player either. I think he's that talented. he is sort of getting tempted to become the wrong type of good player, right? Like, like the the Houston Rockets, Harden. Like yeah, you, uh, we understand it's not all, he, and that's what he had to do to make it work and try to get through it, and that's fine. Right. Like you, you do what you got to do. However, I think there's an alternate way to do it in the Hawks' case that there wasn't in the Rockets' case. The Rockets had to do what they had to do. Trey, use your 
your outlets. You right. know, he, he, honestly, he is he's averaging like ten assists a game, so we can't knock him too hard. However, but he's he's also you know he's always when the game is on the line, he's always taking the shot, even when it's not a smart shot, right? Right. Which you know, which I, I get when winners want to take the shot, but also that's not going to work for you, buddy. You're five eight. Um. And LeBron got knocked for this a lot. He's like, he passed up the who you wouldn't just take the shot. He's like, well, yeah, yeah he passed to somebody who has a better percent chance of making right. it. Whether they made it or not sucks. But I, I, yeah, I don't think you should fault him for that. So. Right. I remember a couple of years ago uh, when they were playing the Warriors in the finals, uh, he like was going into triple coverage in the paint and passed out to Kyle Corver uh, open in the corner. And they asked him about it, and he, uh, and he broke it down for him exactly. It was like, People to ask me why I didn't take that shot. Well, I had the reigning defensive player of the year stand between me and the basket, as well as uh, one of the elite wing defenders on my arm. And I saw quite literally the greatest three-point shooter in NBA history wide open in the corner. Yes, I would do that exact same thing again. Yeah, it just sucks. Like, Lily Corver takes that shot yeah. ten times, he's making it five times. Right. Like, wide o- I'd say more than that, really. If he's wide open. That was a series of heartbreaks. Yeah, I mean, it's the smart play. I mean, you could argue the same thing he did uh, the other night when they lost to the Wizards. He was, like, double-teamed, and he threw the ball to Caruso, who was right. wide open. Is Caruso a better shooter and has more experience than LeBron? No. But he's the one who doesn't have two guys draped all he's over open. him. Yeah, he's open. At some point, if it's not D- Dwight Howard, the guy's open. <laughs> so now yeah, that's that's that, the Hawks are going to be fine. They just got to <laughs> settle themselves down, I, like you said. I also getting Hunter back will help. I think both in kind of this that goes okay, to the Rockets. Okay. Hunter got hurt and Christian Wood got hurt, and both those teams, the Rockets and the Hawks, just took spiraling down, like downturns. Yeah. Like the like Christian Wood got hurt, and the Rockets lost eight straight games. Right. You got to relearn how to your entire game plan, how to play. You're like, oh shit, we were not expecting this. Um, and Hunter was, I mean, Hunter was playing big. Do you think the too. Hawks make playoffs? No, no, no. Well, uh, no, because even I, 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 I take it back. I, I do not think that they make the playoffs at large. I could see them making a play-in game, and anyone could win that. Okay. True. So possibly best-case scenario, 8 seed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that leads me into a question for both of you. What team in each conference would you hate to go up against in the first round of the playoffs, non-title contenders only? So not the Suns, because they're a contender. Because let's just let them have that one. Yeah. If, if, okay. if, if you're going to okay. concede, if you are okay, let, let, let's let's define let's define okay. So East contenders, not the Philly, Sixers. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Jazz, both LA teams and the Suns. No Utah. Oh, you said Utah. Okay, so 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 you think there's three in the East, four in the West? Yeah. So any other team out there that was not just named is up for grabs. Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets, Nuggets in the West. I hate to play the Nuggets. Nuggets. And Nug- honestly, Nug- a little bit the Spurs. They're yeah, they're good. They're annoyingly good. They're, they're, they're the, there's nothing you can you can. The can't Spurs are play. back. Right. The Spurs are back. Last year was a fluke. You cannot game plan for them because everybody does everything, and it's annoying. <laughs> I feel like with you, this I, is a star-driven league. <laughs> with the exception of Jakob Pertl and the uh, Marcus Aldridge, I think everyone on this team is like a six-six shooting guard. Right. Like legitimately, they have nothing but guards, and then there's two big men, <laughs> and they're all the same guards. Who like 
Jonte Murray, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, uh, Lonnie Walker Jr., Demar Derozan. They all do like this. They're the same person, right. same archetype player. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not true because uh, I, I take it back because now Demar Derozan is shooting threes and he's good at it. God damn it, I hate that. He's, he's a borderline all star right. this year. He's one of those many people who I list as a borderline all star. But I'd say Nuggets in the West, they have the most talent out of the other. Blazers too. Blazers with, with McCall and Nurkic. Yeah, I was thinking the Blazers because they're still winning games right now. They're, right. They are like the Heat of they're, last year. They're six and four in the last time. Yeah, yeah. That honestly, they're they're making it work. And that's what like Damian Lillard's mm-hmm. shoulders right now. Right. Gary Trent Jr.'s been playing really well, and I honestly can't almost cannot even name another player. <laughs> um, um, Derek Jones Jr. He's, he's good, not too bad. Melo off the bench. Actually, been regressing a bit. So, in all seriousness, I think the Western Conference uh, playoff team that you most want to face is the Warriors. The Warriors... I think the Warriors have looked the worst out of the current playoff teams right, right. now. But, they, but but then again, seven-game series, like, yeah. Curry's going to have to average 40. The, the West is just nuts right now, but who, who would you rather play over the Warriors? Jazz, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Spurs, Blazers, or Nuggets? If I were to say anybody, I'd say anybody, I'd say the Spurs. Depending on the team, if they have a good center, I would not want to. I I would want to play the Nuggets if they don't have a good center. I guess it all depends on matchup too. Yeah, Yeah. like I I think the I think the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Lakers are kind of set up to feasibly play anybody. Yeah, I think the Jazz and Denver. Match up really well against each other, just because you got Jokic, Gobert, and Murray. Like that, that, those those teams are almost like carbon copies. Just the Jazz right now are just ridiculously efficient. And the Jazz are way better at defense, which is why they're where they're at. Yes, yes. So it is a feasibly feasibly possible a first round matchup between the Jazz and the Nuggets. Also, no one else in the league has an automatic fifteen to twenty off the bench every single night like the Jazz do. Like. If you look at the way the Jazz play, it's there's so much sharing the ball. Everyone passes except for when Clarkson's on. It's just like <laughs> just fucking shoot. He's yeah, like he's literally that's green it. Lights. Yeah, green light, green light, all, green light, and that's how they run their second unit. It's like J.R. Smith was in the 2016 games. That I remember LeBron James in an interview said J.R. Smith is the only player I've ever had on any team that has a green light to shoot wherever he wants. <laughs> like, Whether that was smart and. Um, so it makes him just absolutely ridiculous yeah. shot. And, yeah. and, and then I'll miss, like... Oh, you'll have one of those wide-open yeah. shots. Uh, vintage J.R. Smith was so much fun. I loved... And then he didn't put a shirt on for six, bit, six weeks. It was great. <laughs> put his shirt on, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so now let's talk East. So the playoff team in the East right now are Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Raptors, Knicks, Celtics, Heat, and Bulls. My answer is Celtics. I would hate to run into Celtics for sure, especially where they're at right now in the standings. Because yeah. they're going to get Marcus Smart back as well eventually. I think I would also. Wow, hate the Pacers to have had a, just a terrible like, ten games. Yeah, Pacers are, they uh, are uh, they're three and seven the last time. I. They are fifteen and seventeen. He, Heat are back in it now too. The, the Knicks. The Knicks are the, the Knicks far are tied to the fourteen. That's crazy. Which is so funny that the Knicks have one of the slowest paces of play. They dropped 140 on the Kings two nights ago, though. Oh, oh my God. Granted, the Kings have, like, the worst defense in the league. Oh, my God. But, they, I mean, they were shooting well. Alex Burks had one of those heat check things. The dude made five straight threes on yeah. five straight possessions. Yeah. 
It was it was it was nuts. I think uh, the Celtics have a lot of just point scoring energy. The, the, the Celtics from Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Celtics are also just one of my favorite teams to watch this year. They play a fun brand of basketball. Well, Kemba showed up and saved their asses uh, last night or two nights ago. Dropped like 34 points. And he needs to for them to win, honestly, because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, their assist numbers have not been great. Them distributing the ball, they're good scorers, but I think that's the next pass of the game they got to step into yeah. is being able to create for others. I don't necessarily think that they need to be good distributors for this team to work, though. I think um, – Especially when Marcus Smart is back. Marcus Smart's a good enough playmaker, and Campbell Walker can do a lot of the load. Um, but it's also not like they're distributing to that many people anyway. Like, if Kemba and Smart are your point guards and they take the distributing roles, then they're going to be the ones getting the ball distributed to. Right. And it's not like they're really looking to pound the ball inside with Tice or Thompson. Those guys are there for, like, lobs and garbage and garbage, like just picking up rebounds, putting it back up, yeah. slipping screens. Like it's not like you're going down. It's like, oh, I need you to get this assist inside. Like they, they that's also, not what they do. They also do a lot of work in transition. There's not a lot of distribution in transition, right? Like, right. And so, just with the way they play, I mean, don't get me wrong. No, I'm not going to complain about any player wanting to get better at a completely facet game. I'm just saying that it's not necessary. It's not necessarily needed from them right now, and so I'm okay with them focusing on continuing to be an absolute fucking laser from the three-point line. God, Jalen Brown's been so good this year. He has. He has. He's been a little bit slacking as of late, but they've been on a losing streak for a bit. So they what? Four of, the la- four of their last six. So, I mean, if they would suck for which is why they're in the position they're over at. I also... I, I kind of don't want to run into the Raptors either. The Raptors would be a knockout drag out for sure. Yeah. They've definitely got If you're if you're sleeping on them, you're going to get run there, 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 There's a lot of guys there who have been there. Yeah. Right? That like, that, caught, that means something in playoffs. Yeah. Um, um, Every, I mean, everyone's been there. Who's new? I mean, Boucher's playing more minutes than he ever has. But other than that, like, who on this team is not? They've all been there. There's no one, like, new on this team. Aaron Baines, but he's been there. Yeah, he's been there with the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 shaping up. This we've got we've had some good basketball despite a lot of the uh, postponed and canceled and COVID. Uh, I can't wait to watch this playoff play-in thing just because like yeah, it's one game. It's literally who shoots best. I mean, the also, Hornets can get hot and Malik Monk can shoot like eight for eight from three and Graham and Rozier and they can all go off. Like I have Terry Rozier in fantasy. Like he like last week he had, like. Three forty point game, three thirty point games in a row. Just right. went, and then now he can't fucking score ten points. Like <laughs> it, it's one game, it's one game, and uh, it might go down to who's the best shooting team. I yeah. hope last year they did it on like a Sunday afternoon. I hope that they make it a prime time game. Well, I think that also might depend on what the game is. Right. Like, let's be honest. If the Pelicans can find a way into a playing game, that game's going to be on prime time because people want to see Zion. I remember. It's I remember a couple of years ago. Uh, the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. So this is three years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. They they had a pseudo. It was the Jimmy Butler year. Yeah, and, they had a pseudo pseudo playing game mm-hmm. where it was hey, just the way the conference uh, standings turned out, the winner gets in, the loser doesn't. Mm-hmm. And Timber, they didn't Timberwolves nationally won. televise it. Tim, Timberwolves, they did not Timberwolves play it on national it. television. Yeah, and, and I know again, this, and this has to go back goes back to, you know, they all have their television contracts and whatnot, but there needs to be, like, a clause in there to be like, hey, like, 
We as the NBA they do reserve that. the right, reserve well, they, the right to flex they all games. Do that sometimes, where they uh, like. I remember we, last year they put the Pelicans. In I was going to say the Pelicans, <laughs> and then Zion just didn't play out the year, and so they took a bunch of them from them. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you're not getting prime yeah, time for this shit. We don't yeah. need to see. I think, I think upgrading games also might have to do like almost every single one of these teams' games are going to be played on their local Fox Sports right. state channels. Like I said, I can well, watch I mean, every Cavs game, but, but you should also like they should find they should find a way that if you're going to flex it, like sure, play it on TNT and also play it on uh, Fox Sports Ohio, right? Like, there's yeah. no. There's no reason why they can't find a TV deal like that. Just mad that we can't get it. <laughs> we can't now. We got to leak pass. Or, 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 or finally, you know, real podcasters. We get everything but Cavs games because YouTube TV and Fox Sports Ohio are fighting. Yep, so but it's okay because I get every Cavs game. Don't worry. We get all the nationally televised Cavs games. <laughs> all three of them. I don't even know how many we got this year. I think that might be over. <laughs> they, it might be. Oh, my God. Remember when the Kings were like won seven out of ten games, and now they've won one out of the last ten. Right, man. The Kings. Because Sam texts Sam, teams. you text him. He's like, "Are the Kings good?" I was like, "They've played well." They, they seemed good for they're, a hot sec there. They looked good, and now they're, they're just one, they're one and nine in the last ten. That's right. The Houston yeah. Rockets are zero oh and ten in the last. Yeah. 10. They. I mean, Losing Christian Wood, they have no inside presence. Yeah, Especially, and they just waved the bogey. Yeah, they just waved them. Like yeah. it's what about Daniel House Jr. Their pseudo starting five, right? PJ, no, it's DJ uh, Tucker, uh, Jason Tate. I think he's a okay. Like he he's played great. Good find by them. Jason Tate and but, David uh, Nwaba. He's not a five. He played. David Nwaba. He played fucking two. three. <laughs> Yeah, I genuinely think he's six six. Let me look it up right now. Jay Sean Tate is six four. Sean Tate. David Nwaba is six five. They okay, so they have they have just they only have two centers on their roster. Is Tyson Chandler still Wood on there? Wood and Justin Patton, who's like a third year player, second year out of Creighton, and then they have like PJ Tucker listed at power forward, and that's it. They literally, in terms of your big men position listed on their roster, they only have three. PJ Tucker, Christian Wood, and Justin Patton, wow. and that is it for for big men. Wow! On their team, wow, that's wild. Talk about and PJ Tucker should be a being six like, five, hey, give us one of those top six five. Power give forward. us one of those number one picks. You can have uh, Andre Drummond and, and or JaVale McGee and, and the Rocket Drabolis in there. Like, why? What is what does that get us? They take JaVale for yeah. not the first, but. We got it but also seconds. makes no sense why they would take JaVale. Like, JaVale, if they're, if the, they're going to trade JaVale, they're probably going to trade into a, a, a you know, championship caliber team. I, would Maybe, think. I think they'll trade him to whoever they can get something for from him. Right, but it, uh, I, I, that's what I'm saying is I don't think the Rockets would trade would make a midseason trade to get better. No, no, they right, would. Like, they would. I'm, I'm speaking for, like, yeah, this would be great. That would be awesome. Make, that, make this happen. <laughs> right, but I don't know. Uh, I could see, I could see the Raptors making. A, I know they've already, they've been linked to Drummond, but I could see them making a uh, move on JaVale. Um I could see the. They're trying to move Kyle Lowry, trying to see if somebody can yeah. make his cap work for the right. remainder of the season. Which JaVale does not make that Kyle Lowry cap work. So you you didn't. Um, I I really do think that the Kyle Lowry Dwight Powell trade would be really interesting. 
in the video. I can't remember if we talked about that on the podcast. I think we, we had. I think we yeah. had at one because we talked about just the need for someone than Luca to be handling the ball. Right. And then and uh, Jalen Dallas has been doing a pretty solid job. Yeah, but he, he he's like he's he's their their bench guy. He uh, he's what Fred VanVleet was like three years ago. That, that's what that's what uh, Josh Richardson was brought on the team to do. But the problem with Josh Richardson is he cannot play off ball, and so he and Luca can't be on the court together. Interesting. Right. But but they are because they start. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the, saying that. Yeah. The, the 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 Mavericks have like four of this again, kind of like the Spurs. They have they have Hardaway, they have Dorian Finney Smith, and they have Josh Richardson, who are all like the same guy. Same archetype. And player. all of them trying to go for three and D. But here's the thing: the Mavs shoot the three ball like worst in the league. They're one of the worst shooting three point teams in the league. Which is why they've really <laughs> dropped off this year. Last season, they were one of the best offenses ever. I mean, they had look at. I mean, they got and and you look at the Sixers. What are the Sixers? Well, they had Seth Curry, and well, now the Sixers are great. Yep, part, part and had that three point shooting that they did last season because they switched Richardson for Curry. It's funny. Every place that Seth Curry goes, it's a it becomes a really good team. Like Portland, when he was on Portland, they were good. Right. And then he went to Dallas, and they were good. He was good on Dallas. Now he's back on, or now he's on Philly. Way, he's improved like with three, four teams, and Steph's only improved one team. <laughs> We right. know who the better Curry is. Uh, yeah, is. yeah. Seth Curry's the better Curry. For <laughs> sure. Uh, they, uh, part of the reason why the Mavs shooting is so bad this year is they've just given Luka the ultimate green light. And Luka's taken that to mean like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll take like a double-team contested step back. Why not? That's just what I do now. Kobe. Uh, right. And, you know, part of me gets it where it's like, well, if – you're going to be a good player who makes those shots. you got to start missing them, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, James Harden came out and said, they got a player there. Yeah, because he plays exactly like you do right. right now. No wonder you think he's a good player because that same <laughs> do- like, double-teamed contested three from six feet behind the arc that he right. just took, you've taken that before. Right. Where have we seen that before? Hmm. Same, same, thing, same thing with Milwaukee. It baffles me every time I watch a Milwaukee game. That one Giannis, how many threes they let Giannis shoot? Because if I'm uh, playing against Milwaukee and Giannis settles into a three, that's a defensive win. Yeah, yeah, we did great on that possession. Good job, guys. But there, there are times when Giannis will literally dribble up the court and take an above the break three with like 18 seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you like? I get it. If the shot clock's winding down. You, you throw a shot up, but what are you doing? You shoot as a career. 28% from behind three. Yeah. Big time yikes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It baffles me how that, and, you know, like like Mason, yeah, like Nathan, you've said a bunch of times, Coach Bud's the problem because that's got to be a coaching green light. And, and just just think think about if you were to run a pick and roll with Giannis coming and picking for Middleton. Middleton at that pull-up 10-foot jumper is one of the best in the league at that right. shot. Yeah. And then if they if they – if both players come on that, then it's a lob to Giannis. Like, yeah. that could be one of the most devastating pick and rolls in the game, it, but they do it, like, once a game. Second only to LeBron in the Yeah, game. and it works every time, right. but they don't do it. It's like, why? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe with Drew it's Holiday like coming watching, back and they can get the ball out of Giannis's hands to pr- try to prevent that. It's like watching your He coach. plays way too much on the outside, too. Right, yeah. They also, no, also part, part of it is, I get it. It's got to be exhausting to play the style of basketball that Giannis plays. Right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Physically draining. Right. And so I, 
you know, night in, night out, I get it. He's like, hey, I'll get inside for like 15 of my 30 minutes, right? But yeah. like, I can't do this all season for a, on a team that I know we're going to make the playoffs pretty much no matter what I do. And then it's still right? going to be on um, you. They're, they're going to be, <laughs> it's not right. getting easier. But no, it, it makes coaching changes or coaching involvement like that is so frustrating to watch. Just like when you play, I don't know, a 6'3 guard with another 6-foot guard with another less than 6-foot so, guard all at the same yeah. time. I think we're talking just, about the Wizards. So remember last year when I kept on talking about the Suns when they weren't good? Was it this annoying? All I'm saying is at times. There, sometimes so, coaches make choices and you just have to live with them. So, so, our, so let's take let's take – are, are coaches scared of making some adjustments because they don't want to piss off? Like, what if what if Players, Bud what if Bud, Bud says, "All right, you, you know, Giannis, no, you're not allowed to shoot threes. You know, we want to keep you inside and all this stuff. You you really want to piss off your franchise player? Like that player is more important to the than to the franchise than that coach is. There's not a coach in the league is more important than LeBron. There's not a coach in the league is more important than Steph Curry than KD than these top players like the the franchise would rather throw out the coach than throw out a player. So, like, our coach is scared of making probably necessary adjustments. This is not to say this is why Budenholder's not making adjustments. I honestly think he just doesn't know how. You can go back to his Atlanta days to figure that out. But our coach is scared to make adjustments because they they don't want to get backlash from the players because of how much power the players do have. Like, LeBron, theoretically, I'm not – I don't know. He Like, they made a coaching change after they won a championship, right? Yeah. Or no, got to the finals. Yeah, they they fired David Blatt the year after. The year after they got to the finals, finals. as a first year coach. Yeah. yeah, like you don't think LeBron had a little something to do with that? <laughs> nah. Players have power. They do very much so. I think that's one thing that might be keeping Scott Brooks around right now is that the players like him. Like he's he's a player who or he's a coach who gets gets along well with the players and much like uh, Coach Bud, he. I think Giannis might be keeping him around as well because that's his second coach, one after Jason Kidd, right? Was it was it three years ago that uh, Coach Bud won Coach of the Year? No, it was uh, two, two years, years ago. ago. It was the uh, the first year they had the best it's record. Crazy! Because who won it last year? How quick the narrative changes! Oh, it wasn't a Denver's coach. It wasn't uh, Utah's. Wasn't Utah? Utah Quinn Slayer might get it this year. Yeah, Quinn Slayer get it for sure this year. Yeah, maybe honestly, maybe Monty Williams though. Could have been. Did Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse won one too? Yeah, Nick Nurse. Was oh, did he win the year? Nurse was twenty nineteen. Anyway, uh, two anyway. years ago was Dwayne Casey. It had to be three years ago, Coach Bud won it because two years ago was Dwayne Casey. I think he retired him right afterwards. Yeah, which was hilarious. Hey, your award for getting Coach of the Year is you get to coach the Pistons. Hey. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when Nick Nurse was last year, Budenholzer was eighteen nineteen. Casey was. 17, 18. Okay. Well, the thing that's knocking Bud right now is his inability to make adjustments in the playoffs. And as long as he doesn't make moves or doesn't least, switch things up. Like, if you're a good enough team like the Bucks, you have the talent, you're going to get to the playoffs, you know that. Use this as the game where you experiment. And don't experiment on the bad teams. Go When you play Philly, then you try things. And you play the Clippers tonight in three minutes. Try things that are different because it doesn't help you to try to do a different thing on the Pistons, all right? Right. Like, what are you practicing yeah. on them for? Oh, wow. Blake Griffin couldn't stop Giannis' Euro step? 
I bet no one can. <laughs> I bet Blake Griffin can't stop anybody's zero step at this point. Oh, so that okay. So what do you think is going to happen to Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond? Are they going to be like just sit out the rest of the year? They're like, hey yeah. guys, yeah, Blake, good, good Blake try. Griffin's going to be sitting out the rest of the year because no one will take him. Andre Drummond, I bet he gets traded because there's even though he's very expensive, there's at least enough value there. And I bet you he doesn't get traded for a lot. And, and the team can go right. into the luxury tax for half a year. Right. I, that's, I, that's what it is. Right? It's half a season. I would be yeah. so surprised if they can get a first out of it. I, I could see getting two seconds. Maybe a protected first. Yeah. Or, yeah, a non-lottery first. Top top eight protected? I don't know. I, I, would you rather? Yeah, I think that's what I would try to shop for is at least some type of first-round pick. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Blake Griffin? Nothing. He still has one more year on his contract. I right. Think. I think. Uh, well, granted, given also the, probably still trying to shop Kevin Love. Get, get, given the fact that Blake Griffin's team is in Detroit and Blake Griffin is currently at his house in Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't think he's playing anytime for the rest of his contract. I bet you next year they reach a deal and buy him out. But you can't buy him. They're not going to buy him out two years ahead of time, especially not because you know. They're in no rush. They can be bad. They're going to be. Yeah, they've, they've got no problem being like, yeah, that's fine. What, are we going to miss the title window of Jeremy Grant? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not the ones losing out on Jeremy Grant right now. Denver is. Right. They have just so much going on right now. And none of it good. <laughs> also, one of my favorite things is uh, there's actually talk for a trade market of Nathan Plumlee. Remember how much? Uh, yeah, that that, that, that twenty-point triple-double he had last week. Yeah, do you know? Do you remember how much everyone, ourselves included, ripped them for signing Mason Plumley? I still would rip them. I, I this is ridiculous. But they're but they're gonna get something for it. It's ridiculous, and they by no oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so you know you know how like baseball and technically the NBA could do this, but they don't. You know how baseball when a player gets hurt, they always play on the farm league team, and then right. like. All these like farm league things here, like these farm league pitchers throwing like maybe ninety on their best day. Get to see John Carlos Stanton out there is bombing their weak ass pitches. And the NBA could do that where players get injured, they come back and they play on the G League team, but they don't. So it's kind of like that's what the Pistons are. Like, hey, come revive your career here, and then we'll trade you for picks. <laughs> it's a uh... Oh, think, okay. Th- th- think about how many how many suitors Julio Okafor is going to have after next season when he blows up next season. Blows up <laughs> or blows out his knee. <laughs> Dude is trash. Yeah, he's uh, he's what was he a second overall pick? Thir- third, third, because it went Cat, D'Angelo, Okafor. Yeah. Whew, still missed on that one, Sixers. At least like Noel's a solid. Role play, role shot blocker do, center. Do you remember when Maryland's Noel turned down a four-year, $80 million extension for the Dallas Mavericks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this would be his last year on contract. Oh. And they could use him. They could. He's a good shot blocker. Right. I don't, I don't also, think he hates where he's, he's making, at, though. He's making, but he's not making $20 million a year. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I think he likes where he's at. You watch the Knicks game, they all look like they're having fun. This yeah. is true. This is true. That's something that you haven't seen in a while. And part of that is Thibodeau. Like, Thibodeau, everyone talks about, like, what a hard ass he is, and he drives players into the ground, and that's not necessarily wrong, but I think he is good for building a culture that, like, they people like playing for Thibodeau if they aren't lazy pieces of shit like 
Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it wasn't. Uh, who was the Who was the other player in that Wiggins. case? Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah, I could not come up with Wiggins. I mean, we're I mean, we're all just waiting on Jimmy Butler to get traded to the Knicks, right? Right. So it's it's Butler, it's D Rose, it's uh, Taj Gibson. Just the Bulls. They're going to bring back Thaddeus Young. What, what are you talking? They're not rebuilding the Bulls. They're rebuilding the Minnesota Timberwolves, okay? Sorry, the Timberwolves. <laughs> the, the, the Minnesota The New York Timberwolves. The New York Timberwolves. Yeah, that's what they're going to call it. <laughs> you guys want to talk about uh, All-Star? All-Star Let's do it, yeah. All-Star we, got, uh, we got All-Stars. I don't know if we talked about the starters last. No, no I'll, I'll run through them here. So the East starters are Kevin Durant got the best, most votes, so he will be the captain, although he will not play. Is he still going to draft, though? Yes. Even though Jason – so Jason Tatum's taking his starting spot and Sabonis is taking Jason Tatum's spot. Yes, I believe so. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving are the starters. For the East, the reserves are Tatum, Brown, Harden, Levine, Randall, Simmons – um, Vucevic, and then Sabonis got the injury replacement. The West is LeBron. Starters are LeBron, Curry, Doncic, Jokic, and Kawhi. Reserves are Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Lillard, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Zion, and then Devin Booker got the Anthony Davis um, yeah, injury did. replacement. Quinn Snyder is the coach of the West, and Doc Rivers is the coach of the East. Devin Booker, one of these years you're going to make an all-star game all on your own, without anyone right, getting injured. Right. But not this year. <laughs> you hear that? You're not allowed. Not allowed. So you hear me, Paul? There were, a, I think this year, there were a lot of players who could have been considered for the reserves. All right, here, here's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in. There's been a lot of talk about snubs, and yes, some players you could argue should have been in over some other players. However, if your argument is he had more points or they were better off in the standings or whatever, I think we are getting to a point now where scoring is one of the more – it's not as uncommon. There's a lot more players putting up buckets than there used to be. So you kind of also have to evolve your – your metric of how you, you think a player becomes an all-star. People like to take stats from today's game and be like, well, look at this player 10 years ago who had the same stats. He was an all-star. It's like, well, yes, but the league has changed, right? right. Like there are more people averaging 20 points per game now than there ever has been. It's right. been so I, many. It, I feel like, or, well, maybe back in the day when there was a larger pace, but with this year, I feel like they did a mix. Like, you could argue like Chris Paul got in on his numbers, but on everything as a whole, and then you could argue then you could argue Bradley Beal got in purely because of the numbers. Exactly. So it, it, there's there's a mix in the league. I think it's to a point where like you you can't ignore a guy who's scoring 32 points a game. A, a side note, I know we've talked about this. I fucking hate that fan vote is considered. Right. Especially when they vote like shit. Right. They just they and when and, and when they're 50 percent of the vote. Yeah, because that's the reason Luca's the starter and not Damian Lillard. I personally thought Damian Lillard right. should have been there, but they chose Luca because Luca won the fan vote. Where Lillard won both the coach, coach and, the and the players, but because those only were twenty five percent, the fan I, votes were fifty. Luca got in, and I, the fan votes the tiebreaker. I think I think it should be all players and coaches. And all of them, all of them get to vote for a complete all-star roster, and they can't vote for anyone on their team. What about media outlets? Um, 
Well, we, Maybe not like we, beat writers, but like I'm national. Gonna, I'm going to stop you. We had this exact same conversation last cast. Did we? we? did. We did. <laughs> no, that was about, that was about um, MVP. Okay. Well, I feel the same way about All-Star. <laughs> you you kind of have to vote for your players if right. you're a beat writer. I mean, you, you don't necessarily have to, but some players, some people might hold it against you if you don't vote right. for Well, some of the media do have All-Star votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the national media, though. Yeah. There's, there's um, as opposed to, to it. As opposed to the, the beat writers, but... I don't know how you get a vote as a national media member. I don't know that process, but got the clout. Uh, I'm assuming Wo- it's some Wo- sort of voting process. Woj has to indoctrinate you into the club. It's sort of like a gang, blood in, blood out type of thing. So Woj just beats Makes sense. the shit out of you, and you guys can sit there and take it. <laughs> he drops his Woj bomb on Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. So, all right. So the starter. So they draft the starters first, and then they draft right. the reserves. When are they drafting that? Because the All Star Game's a uh, week from today. Yeah, and so so the first year it was non televised, unannounced, and then they then it. they televise it pre pre like a day or something before. Right. I think they need to do it on the court, day right? Uh, on the court, I said this last year, on the court, 15 minutes, schoolyard pick right before the game. Right. That would be awesome. That'd be so everyone, good. Everyone lines yeah. up and comes yeah. to your team yeah. and make a pick. Line up. That'd be so – because that's what everyone who's ever, like, played a pickup game in, like, grade school. and Like, that's what you did. Yeah. Right. Common, Common will be there. He'll be making weird rhymes that aren't quite a rap but yeah. aren't quite poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. It's called slam poetry right. that one. Sam. He's going to slam slam poeting? Uh, that would be awesome though. I would love to see that. Schoolyard pick. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. Right there on the court before the game. You come up and you give it give your jersey as you walk up. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I you know, the NBA does this better than other leagues, but I still think there's a way, uh, room to grow. So I feel like sometimes people forget sports are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right? It's, and it's just one of those things where it's it's like, hey, I get it. Competition, like go out and win, but like we can put a little fanfare and pageantry around it, right? Right, like, what, right. Who's it gonna hurt if we do stuff? Uh, the worst offender of this is baseball. I hate talking to baseball people because they're all like, "Can you believe that he hit a home run and he had the gall to sit there and watch it go over the fence?" I was like, "That's what I would do." Whoa, 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 whoa. you mean he, he flipped you, his you, bat? Yeah, you you mean he was only halfway to first base when it went out? Right. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Just a little bit too, uh, uh, too uh, indulgent, too and, prideful and, and, in your And don't even give me it slows the pace. Like, like, come on. You got pitchers that sit there and stare at their catcher for a minute, right. trying to give them love signals about what pitch he wants. I like, think I can take as, take as long way around the base. I, 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 was, uh, I was having a conversation with a coworker who's a big baseball person, and he was telling me about how – I used to tell him about how, like, the new age of players is just ruining the game. Can you believe that they are just – Hitting home runs and watching it, and that's just so unsportsmanship. And not five or not three minutes later, we're saying like, "Oh yeah, I think it's completely justified that a pitcher can bean a, a batter in the head if he disrespects him." It's just like, well, why is that uh, not like disrespectful is, to the game? Yeah. Why, <laughs> like, why, why is one being like a little bit cocky and the right. other one being like physically hurting someone? Right? Yeah, no, I definitely can't see myself. Uh, agreeing to that. Oh, but yeah, beam the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. He 100 mile an hour fastball you. to the head. You could seriously mess someone up. Right. You He's wearing a yeah. helmet. Oh, no. An right. eighth of inch of plastic and a quarter inch of foam. Yeah. Great protection for a 100 mile an hour fastball. Right. 
God. So maybe in the future that'll happen, but for now, I think I like the format. They're moving towards it. It's, it's at least they're televising too, it, so. and you get the banter between like the two, which is good. And to have like Ernie and Charles, you know, like Charles and Shaq will like poke right. and like comment and try to draw them to say things. And you kind of saw it a little bit last year I mean, when I'm kind of with, 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 with Hardy, you, you don't want, you don't want the shooter. And then I was, you know, it's someone so new and Pat. I like, I think, you know, having that group be the like, uh, I guess I uh, the, the, the mediator, MCs, the mediators, if the you will, the MC, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm excited if KD drafts because I think he is sort of a he's sort of reclusive. I feel like I don't know him very well. The things I do know of him aren't positive, and so I think this is a good opportunity for him to like really sort of endear himself to NBA fan base. And I hope he takes that opportunity. And I'm saying that now knowing he probably won't. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, um, is there anyone that you guys think, like we talked about, like, oh, don't talk about, is there anyone that you could, if you can give me a take this person out and put this person in, is there any where, where you can be like, all right, to make that swap, and let me relook at the list real quick before I on teams. Yeah, or like, is there anyone who didn't make an All Star that should have? Oh, I see. And uh, someone who made it that you would think if you're going to tell me someone who got snubbed, you have to tell me who they're replacing. Basically, Russell. yeah, yeah, I see, I see. It would it would have been fun to have Mike Conley in there, but again, that's I, I don't think that he well, necessarily. What's crazy? If all those years, if he was, when he was on the Jazz, if you would have been an East. Would have made it four five time All Star. Oh yeah, that's just how good how much star the the West was back then. Would have gotten all of Kyle Lowry's uh, All Star votes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say it, not. This isn't my pick, but if Jimmy Butler wasn't out with COVID, I think Butler had, would have had a good chance at being. A lot of people were saying Bam over Bam. Sabonis, but I think, I think Sabonis over Bam. Definitely. Sabonis over Bam. I mean, what about but what about them? Oh, either them over Vucevic. Vooch, 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 I mean, he's no, clearly no, the best Vooch player Vooch on the Magic. Vucevic is having a career the guy. this year. I think I, that's one that you said take Vucevic. I was like, no. Um, for me, I think you take uh, uh, Ben Simmons out for Jeremy Grant. And I know that's not a perfect positional fit, but I think Jeremy Grant's putting up uh, either Jeremy Grant or... What's Jeremy Grant's number? It's like 23, 24, and then Ben Simmons is what, 15, 16, 17? Um, Simmons is 16-8-8. His defense is what's keeping him in. Right. Yeah, but it's the All-Star game. Right. But again, that's why I'm saying we got to think about our metrics. How are we judging an All-Star? And and, and so this is is why I'm going to argue that. Um, 23-5-3 is Jeremy Grant. Ben Ben Simmons is a secondary, maybe tertiary option on his team. Right? Jeremy Grant is the guy. And granted, Ben Simmons' team is a lot better than Jeremy Grant's team. Yeah. But Jeremy, Jeremy, when, when you that are... That counts for something, though. When you are playing the Pistons, you are saying, we need to make our defensive game plan around Jeremy Grant. Around that guy. No one is saying that about Ben Simmons. It's stopping Joel Embiid. And their I shooting. disagree. I disagree. I think it's stopping Joel, but also stopping um, Ben Simmons as being a facilitator. He, he's That's one of his biggest... You know he's not going to... Take a bunch of shots. It limits him in that sense, but you do have to stop him from getting in the paint because he's really good when he's in there. Um, Tobias Harris. Some people said he was a snub. I gotta get. I gotta say, sorry, Tobias. You no. you, you are in the number yeah. one team. However, you shouldn't be there. You maybe reserved. If somebody else gets hurt, I could see Tobias Harris getting it. Although Bam at bio probably over him. So. Bam. There's a lot of guards who are in the same 
like 25 and five thing. Like that's where Lowry and Van Fleet and Brogdon and Middleton almost into forward. But there's a lot of guys. I think there's just a ton of those guys who are in that 25, five ish area. And same with the West. Like, uh, yeah, Fox is in that area. Conley's a little lower on that. Um, but just a lot of, a lot of similar guys. What would you guys say to taking Zion out for Brandon, Brandon Ingram? <laughs> Uh, I disagree. Zion's been killing it. Yeah, no, Zion, Zion is having a career year so far, and Brandon, in his second year, <laughs> in his second year, where the first year he didn't play half the year. Right. You're right. You're right, Sam. He is having a career year. But I, th- I think, even, and you know, this is oftentimes my argument against Giannis, and it's maybe not a fair one. He's a very non-dynamic player, right? He does one thing very, very well, and I need to stop putting so much value on being a rounded player. That's fair. I, I agree. I, I, it would be if you're going to be in goat contention. Yes, you right. need to be an all-around player. Right. If you need to be a solid, yeah, but is never going to be even an all-star. I think you can be a one-way guy. Like that's your. your I mean, the same thing with Gobert. I mean, Gobert. He's, he's a little Simmons. more one. Simmons is one more one-dimensional. Um, but no, I, I think that we do want people to be all-around players when they don't necessarily need to be, which is true. But. Yeah, Zion Williamson, they're finally playing him as kind of the guard center. It's like a he, point guard he, he, or a point center. A point center, yeah. So if we're talking about Zion versus uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion scoring 25.5 with uh, 7.1 rebounds and 3.3 assists, um, 0.7 blocks and 0.9 steals. Uh, Ingram scoring 24.2, so about a point less. Um, 5.2 rebounds, two less rebounds, um, 4.7 assists, and assists more, uh, more blocks, 0.8 blocks, slightly less steals. Uh, but let's look at their uh, shooting percent, their true shooting or their effective field goal rate. Uh, Brandon Ingram's effective field goal rate is 53%, whereas Zion's is 62. Um, Zion shoots 31% from three. That's got to be on like the minimal number of shots to get that percentage. He, he's not the worst, but he's not great. Ingram's shooting 38%. Um, Zion's just shooting 61% from the field, period. 61.5% from the field. That's that's unbelievable. It's pretty good. And he's pretty only taking shots in the field. And hell, he's, our, he's even shooting 70% from free throw line, which is better, better than I thought. He's not a great free throw shooter, but that's way better than it was. Right. You, you, you can't hack a Zion. Right, that's yeah. that's one point four points per possession. No, you can you can hack a well, you can't even hack a drum and he's not playing. <laughs> I think they realize that. <laughs> you can hack you can hack a DeAndre Jordan. He's also been better, but yeah. God, I'm looking at this list. The fact that Damian Lillard's only a six-time All Star is absurd. <laughs> like, are you serious? All right. Does anyone else have anything? Dave Lillard probably could have been a starter. I think he should. Have been I, I think he should have been one of Luca. Yeah, that, that, that's the biggest thing. Like I, I saw that, I was like, that is shocking that Dave Lillard is carrying a Portland team to better than the Dallas team and having equivalent numbers and just being so important to the Blazers. Right. Right. I mean. Uh, you you kind of get it. There's some politics to it. They they, they want to make sure he he did get a lot of those, which is fine. But again, why? Because he's a about. foreign player. Foreign player, but look, also look at look at the look. You got Giannis like and Embiid and Luca and Jokic. 
all foreign players. Rudy. Uh, then once you get into the uh, Simmons, technically, in Canada. Uh, Australia. Australia. I knew he wasn't from. Vucevic, Savonis. What do you think about the uh, dunk contest? Obi Toppin's going to be in it. Who yeah, else is. is in it? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Just I. <laughs> Only one player that matters to me. Obi-Wan. Let, 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 let me Google it. And then three-point contest. I don't know anybody. I don't, know, I don't know if they've actually officially released any of that yet. But that's going to happen at halftime. Honestly, that's the only, the only thing out there is Nick's Ruby Obi Toppin to participate in 2021 NBA. Uh, <laughs> None of those matters. That's all I need to know. not announced anyone else. Just Obi Toppin's going to do it. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm excited because like that's going to generate stock in his name. The reason... The dunk contest is the reason why the casual NBA fan knows who Aaron Gordon is. Right. Period. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon's not a bad player. No. But, like, you know. Only issue is they're going to go and watch a Knicks game, and he's going to play eight minutes a game because Randall plays the most minutes in the league at the position right in front of him. Right. Ben Van Vliet and then LeBron's actually the third most minutes in the league. Yeah, which that's, is crazy is right now. Absurd. And, you know, he went on the media after that Wizards game. Uh, he went on the uh, – like post game and said, you know, people think I need to rest. Like I'm resting right now, talking to you guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, he says he doesn't need it, but like, dude, I, I'd want some. Like, you, like this is the same guy who asked the league to be pushed back a little bit to start because they just got out of the bubble, right? And now we're saying we, I don't. You know, he might not be. He knows his body and everything better than anybody else does. Like he might know, but. It's a lot of minutes for a 38, 36-year-old guy to be to be taking. And I know without AD, they just got Schroeder back, which helps. Schroeder a lot. Did they beat the Blazers? Yes. Okay. Well, that, that snaps their losing streak, which was getting pretty worrisome. But I agree that it, it's going to take a little bit of an adjusting period for them to figure out how to play without AD. But it's a good thing that they do because when you get to the playoffs, if something were to happen, you have to have that in your back pocket. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a – COVID this year has been very interesting because it's allowed teams to figure out how to play without certain players that they not they wouldn't normally have to figure out until a Til- season ending, if you will, or a you know really inconvenient or, yeah, time. Or, or, or game two of the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> exactly. So Type of deal. It's good to workshop these different – which – you know, you're you're risking losing games and not even making the playoffs. Ooh, who's taking? But... Have they announced who's taking Kyrie's injured spot? Oh, he's out. He's not playing. Kyrie's out after the All Star break. So there'll be another East All Star announced. Ooh, take the picks. It's got to be a guard. Does it have to be a guard? Oh, uh, actually, no, because they'll probably pull up a guard from the reserves, right? Because Kyrie's a starter. Mm-hmm. So they might put Harden in there. You think it's Bam? Damn! If it has to be a guard, if it okay, so if it had to be a guard, I guess the next three then like are young. Are the next? I guess four then would be Sexton, Brogdon, Lau, uh, Young, or Grant's a forward. Oh, young, Trey Young. If you can be Trey Young, Young yeah. or uh, Van Fleet, and then your non guards would be like Bam, Middleton, um, Jeremy Grant, Jimmy Butler, maybe. I think Trey Young probably. I think Trey Young would, yeah. would get it. Yeah, Trey Young. I guess he should get it. He's averaging like almost 30 points a game and 10 assists. That's really good. But it, he's doing it super inefficiently, though. He, uh, he, he always is. does. 
He's a volume scorer. Which, his defense is trash. But his defense is laughably trash. It is. I think he is, by the numbers, the worst defender in the league. And the way teams just attack specifically him, I, I honestly feel bad for the guy. Not so bad. He makes a lot of money. But he's also balling. It's an effort thing. <laughs> There's a lot of that to it. But I'd, I'd rather – I'd take however much money he's making to be balling and play shit defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Nine million? I, or what, I don't know what his rookie deal is. Is it nine? He's probably making like seven. Cause he seven. Was a, he, he was not a number one pick. That's he true. Top, he was a top. Sure. I'll take a sal. Uh, I'll take a second contract. He, he, the uh, the he, one worth he was the one that's thirty million a year. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, worth mentionings. Um. Actually, yes. I've got. I've got one. Um, Obi Toppin's going to be at the duck <laughs> No, it's not. Um, so apparently, Kevin Durant at the NBA, like at his uh, combine, failed quite a few of the tests at the at the NBA Kevin combine. Durant did? Yeah. He like he couldn't fit lift the bench press oh, once and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, interesting, press. but just shows like it doesn't matter. Like I feel like that is in football. It's so like the, those metrics are so big in football. In NBA, it's like can you jump? Cool. How well do you shoot? That's it. That's it. <laughs> like NBA, it's like how Test high do you right. jump? What's your forty? How much can you bench? And all this stuff. And NBA, it's like can you shoot? Can you put this ball in that hole above fifty percent from twenty-seven <laughs> feet away? Um. The OKC Atlanta Hawks game started out with oh, yes. OKC in orange and the Hawks in red. But by halftime, OKC had to change to their white jerseys because there was too much confusion because they looked yeah, similar. Too, too many turnovers. Too many. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> and with the Hawks. Why did they let that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. I think. Immediately step on the court and went, oh. I think what it was is the Hawks. That's exactly what happened. They, they did realize that. Like, I think the Hawks. The game started. Yeah. yeah. I think the Hawks were the home team, and they decided to wear a throwback jersey, and then those. No, were, it was OKC was. OKC was home. Yep. And the, are those the Hawks away jerseys? I then or did the Hawks? I don't really think home and away jerseys are a thing, thing anymore. Because yeah. usually it was what usually the white jersey was the away. Yeah, but no one really does that. Well, now because now they have like thirteen jerseys because they can wear. I guess the Clippers are in white right now. Yeah, because they can wear like like take the Bucks. Okay, you know we can wear our black ones, our uh, our our blue ones, which are our city for this year. We can wear our city jerseys from the last three years. We can wear the green, the other green, the white, right? The I mean, every team's literally had, and then they have their throwback. I mean, I think every team probably has six, seven jerseys. They're like Oregon in football. Like, oh, we have six, seven to choose from every game. I, I, you know, I'm a very non-artistic person. But I feel like I could design a better jersey than most NBA jerseys, right? A lot of people went with blue this year. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> you know, there are certain jerseys that I'll never be able to top. Uh, yes, I'm actually talking about the uh, pink and blue Miami Heat Vice jerseys. Oh, the, the fade, the yeah. fade, the yeah. transition that, one? That, that right there. That that is our generation's Mona Lisa. That is <laughs> Put it in the loop. Right. But you know, like I'm just looking at these I feel like white when you, Clippers jerseys. It is hard to mess up if if a white or if the white if white or black is your base color of the jersey, it's kinda hard to mess that up. Because you can just go standard and it looks fine, it looks right. clean. But once you get into like or or like your base like like the Bulls. Like, if you're going to put red as the background, hard to mess that up because that you can always just go classic. Or Celtics with green. Right. But once you get into, well, like... let's not forget about the Celtic City jersey. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. That, the one that looks like a G League G- G League jersey? Right. Yeah. Haven't worn it too much this season. No. 
I like Denver. I like Denver. got such warm reception on NBA Twitter. <laughs> the Denver Rainbow ones are really cool. Yeah, they are um, pretty sweet. They the Utahs had a couple cool ones. Uh, the Phoenix is the one with the... The Valley. The, the Valley. The Valley. That's a sick jersey. Oh, uh, we have to give mention to Miami. Uh, we already did. We did? Okay. That's the one I said. Yeah. Our generation Mona Lisa. Oh, I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> The Cavs Dorito, what was it, no, Cheetos, yeah. Cheeto Puff jerseys from a few years ago. <laughs> uh, honestly, I cut, you know, I hate I hate the team, but I kind of like the, like, highlighter green Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, those are some of the best. You mean the Seattle Seahawks cool. jersey? <laughs> um, uh, and, again, hate the team, the... Bay jersey, the Bay Area jerseys for um, Warriors. Do you have some Warriors sweet jerseys? Pretty cool. They they brought back with the old Oakland ones with the orangish on it this year. I think that's their throwback. The we believe ones. We believe Warriors. Something like that. It it's says so. Oakland on the front. It's their it's the ones from like Steph Curry was like a rookie. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think like the Hawks have changed like the most colors. Like back in the day, they were blue and green, blue went green. pistol P, and then they went to the the, the Dominique, the red, red yellow, and white, white, and then they went to the blue and red when they were really good, and then they went to the black and like neon yellow and red, and now they're going all over now, the place. Who knows where they're at now? <laughs> they can't decide what they want to wear. Oh. Anybody got anything else? I don't think so. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right, well, we will get back to you guys next time, probably after the All-Star game with a full report, and we'll see where things go, boys. All right, right. until next time, peace.